Hello, and this is Step Back Sisterhood, part of the Blue Wire Network. I'm one of your hosts, Britt. You can find us on Twitter at Step Back Sisters. We have a great episode for you today. Tara, Janelle, Amber, and I will be speaking with Ezeku, or Zeke, about his love for the sneaker game. We have plenty to discuss with them, so let's get started. Zeke, how are you today? I'm great. Let me first ask you a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay, my name is Zeke. Um, I'm 28. I'm from New York. I'm originally from Texas. Houston, Texas would be by far. Um, I'm a big sneakerhead. I got into it through basketball. And I would like to say my the best basketball, the, the sneaker that I feel like I had that like my early sneaker memory was probably having the Steve Francis uh, sneakers with the DMX, the DMX cushioning with the zipper. <laughs> mm. And like it was probably the most comfortable shoe. And then I think I had these Jordans. I think they're like the Jumpman Pros. It was that was it, but yeah, I, I I love sneakers. I'm a degenerate for it. I have like 30 pairs of sneakers, and I need to stop. It's a bad addiction. I have a question for you. Do you buy, sell, and trade your sneakers? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, when things get rough, you know, sometimes when you gotta eat and you got nothing but lips and buttons in your pocket, you're gonna look at your shoes and be like, "Damn, which one of my favorite children do I have to get rid of?" <laughs> you know, but you don't do it because of profit, but you do it when you have to. Okay. I'll say this. I'm a sneakerhead as well. And I had, I think at one point, probably about four or five years ago, I had over 20 pairs of Jordans in my closet, retro Jordans. Yeah. But I didn't have time to wear them because I was working okay. a lot. So I ended up selling my Jordans and it actually helped me pay for college. <laughs> Wow. When I went back, when I went back to school, that's a fun fact about me, ladies. But I was a huge sneakerhead. I slowed down a little bit, but I try to get exclusive shoes. But I try to stay within my budget because I don't like to spend money on shoes like I used to. Kind of grown out of it, but that's why I asked you that because people are always asking me, "You want to trade these for these?" Or, you know, and I have a popular size as well, so it's oh. not easy. It's not hard for me to sell my sneakers. It's not hard for me to trade my sneakers either I, I feel it you know my first year when i transferred to temple i had the re-release of the jordan 7 olympics from 2012 oh, yes it was the one that's not the the heart of the games it, you know mm. for the love of the games with the heart on the side it was just a og classic Ooh. remember two dudes came after me <laughs> and was like yo I'm willing to trade you my cool gray 11s Woo. for for these. I looked at, I was like, no, because these are my gray. I was like, yeah. Think about it. It's 2020. You still haven't gotten a proper re-release of the Barcelona sevens. Yeah, you're just getting all these weird knockoff looking ones with the one that has the sock liner in her tongue with the flag and weird mm-hmm. colors. Yeah, and the cool grays are gonna they're gonna release those again next year, I believe. So. I'm I'm happy that you you know. You got to know. You got to know your sneaker background before you trade. You just have to know. <laughs> you got to know. I, I think the only time I ever thought about it was cement threes. But oh, then yeah. oh, I was yeah. just like, mm, I have a feeling they're going to. That was around the time when Nike started bringing back the Nike on the air in the back. I think yes. Jordan sold his share, majority stake on the, the Jordan, the Jumpman brand back to Nike. So I was like, nah, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a wait. Yeah. Smart man. Oh, they re-released, yeah. 
<laughs> smart man. <laughs> I guess speaking of what you were mentioning, Jordans, why do you think shoes and basketball are so intertwined? You know, because you got to look good and play good. You know, that would be like, it sounds like a vapid answer, but it, it's part of it. And also it's like, you got to wear shoes if you're playing basketball. But um, it matters in the sense of like, how good the shoe is in terms of like, yo, can I play at my best? Because you got to remember when they start playing basketball, they're playing basketball on Chuck Taylors. And Chucks are like, I have a pair of CDG Chucks. They are the worst things on earth. <laughs> like they look good. Yeah. With all the hearts on the side. But then to think that somebody was actually playing basketball on these things. No wonder why like people's like toes are throwing up gang signs. Cause they're not meant to be. <laughs> to be running out there for 94 feet for 48 minutes of a time, which is like 14 or 17 miles in a game. That's not good. So you need to have shoes that are the latest and greatest of the technology, which is if it's Nike with Zoom Air or just Air or React, or if it's Adidas with Boost or Adiprene or, or what's the other one that they're doing? Bounce and a cloud phone there's a lot of stuff or reebok well reebok fell off the face of the earth once adidas bought them but or under armor with michael g and um and all that stuff so that yeah it, it matters it matters it just now becomes a personal preference part of like which brand you're going to go for yeah i actually have no clue about shoes so all of that sounds like a foreign language to me but it's, it's nice to hear all that I mean, I could break it down if you like. No, no, I think I could do a little bit of research, but it's it's awesome that you think that, you know, just the technology changes. I, I, I guess it makes sense since everything, you know, involves technology and that it evolves so much when it comes to shoes that that makes complete sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely understand. Who is someone you think does a really good job representing their brand through the shoes? Oh, um, that's really hard now. I feel like these days, like there's a huge disengagement. We don't have that partner uh, to brand relationship. I feel like the last man that did that was Kobe and he's dead, longest of soul. Um, I just feel like guys these days just put on shoes and just be like, you know, they signed a multi-million dollar contract. It's like, oh yeah okay, these are my shoes, I right, bet, and they go out there and play. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact of, like, technology playing a part in destroying the art of shoes because somebody like LeBron can't make the most beautiful shoe because he has to make a shoe that's super technical for him to play. Not everybody's going to be 6'8", 270 pounds. So, you know when you look at his shoes and they're like, oh, these look like bricks. They don't have much of a design to them. Well, what do you want them to do? Have shoes that look good, but don't play good? Or you want shoes that plays good, but don't look good? And I think- It's kind of like they're walking that, that thin line. Right. And also, it, is it intertwined that, you know, it, the technology and make the creativity lacking or is it just the fact that some of these guys don't really have the personalities to for the shoemaker to be creative as far as storytelling goes well there's a bit of both you know because like as much as i would like to say yeah look at 
look at LeBron and say it's because of his like athletic stature that his shoes don't look like something you run off and buy. It's also because like he's just not that big into things. Like, you know, Kobe had a vision. His vision was that he wanted shoes to play like soccer boots because soccer was one of the sports he played. He didn't believe in the idea that basketball shoes should be only high tops. He believed that basketball and soccer are very closely related, that you can have low tops that fit that. And because Kobe always had his little like mantras like about being an animal or a beast or things, you always incorporate the snakes, different animals and stuff. That's why some shoes have like the scales. Mm-hmm. Some shoes have like different animal stuff. I think it was the Kobe sevens that had all those types of prints. Even the Kobe eight, they had like releases of like Python colorways and stuff, you know, or just even willing to push the boundaries. Like Kobe said, after he tore his Achilles, well, he wanted to shoot. He said, scrap all the low tops. I want shoes that are like boxer, boxing shoes. Why should boxing, why should high top shoes be restrictive? And that's when he started getting the knits on shoes or like, um, or even the greatest example, Michael Jordan, his oh. shoes stand out because he put his passion in those things. For example, he designed shoes over cars he owns. The, the 14s are designed after a Ferrari he owns. Mm-hmm. The 15s, people make fun of them and call them the turtlenecks. They're designed after a fighter jet. The 21s are designed after his Bentley Flying Spur. So you could always look, you know for a fact MJ was walking into the Jordan, you know, in Oregon and yelling at people like, I want my shoe to look like this. I don't give a damn. Oh, it won't work? Make it work. Well, like, it just seems like these guys are kind of like, okay, put my foot on the scanner, figure out what my feet look like, what's best for me, okay, what feels comfortable for your eye, and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think we had that much gorgeous shoes legitimately. I feel like the last shoe I ever looked at from an NBA standpoint, was like, oh, that's gorgeous. It was probably like the Paul George ones. Yes, absolutely. But after that, it just kind of felt like cookie cutter. <laughs> um, I think there's creativity with the Kyries, but I wouldn't call them beautiful. They just look more like basketball shoes with nice colorways. His shoes are a little bit too busy for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> too busy. And and that eye on the hill kind of creeps me out. But cool colorways, though. Yeah, it's cool colorways. You know, it's just, it's just weird. I just think that it makes no sense that, like, somebody like Steph Curry should be printing shoes for the Warriors. Like, it's almost like every shoe you're looking at, it's like, oh, is which, like, nurse shoe is it going to look like next? Mm-hmm. You, know? you a Under Armour <laughs> You Under Armour has me heated, and you know he he has his own signature, kind of like Jordan's. But he his shoes, you know, are just bland. And and what's and the shame about it all is that he come from a a background of Nike, and you know he all he wore was Nike up until this point. Right. So surely something could have clicked, but it's not coming through with Under Armour. Or maybe it is, or people, or they're just not really listening to him. I don't know if it's listening. I think that Under Armour 
is just not doesn't have the capacity to fulfill that role or probably that stuff doesn't like because the, the problem i think that's here is like how can you mix fashion of today with performance right and if there was one if there was one or two players i would have said okay this should work it should have been either been james harden or russ but mm-hmm. they still don't hit it out the park mm-hmm. it's like after the harden volume one it was it was a wrap there, there was no such thing as a beautiful shoe I, i've seen like uh nick young who used to be an adidas athlete say that um a lot of people left after the louisville scandal so like the mm-hmm. designers everybody you know designers the design team basically like all got scrapped and now they're dealing with new upheaval but then you still have damian lillard his shoes don't look good so that was going to be my question. <laughs> so I'm a Trailblazer fan. I also don't know anything about sneakers. So you're going to have to um, answer me like I'm 51 because that's how old I am. And I don't know anything about this. But I was going to ask you about the Damien Lords. And it's fine. You don't have to like act like you like him now that you know I'm a Damien Lillard fan. But, <laughs> but what I'm curious about is it seems to me that he – tells lots of stories with every edition like you know he has some that come out for his mom he has you know the ones that come out when his album comes out he has you know all these different stories that come out um how do you think you know just kind of i what do you think in general kind of about the damian lords and why and then just like how can that like help me as somebody who's new to shoes kind of understand like how do people like judge or determine whether or not they like a pair of shoes well i i think right now again it's like hard because in like the hooper community like i since i play basketball a lot it's like a stranglehold and it's, it's crazy to hear this but it's like if you're not wearing kobe's and you're not wearing jordans it's like you kind of pick up a shoe and like what's this and you're just like I'm Nigerian, so I might say like a like a Nigerian cuss word, but it's like tofiakwa when you just spit on the ground. Like I'm not touching that. Yeah. Like, just, Do those are Kobe's and Jordans like generally assumed to be both good for performance and looking good? Well, well, I would say yeah because Kobe and Jordan are probably like the only two guys that literally walked into Nike and said. You know, to reference kinds like give me 150 mil, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> like those are the only people that can that literally tried Nike. Like they really tried them. Cause like, you know, like think about like the Jordan fives, like okay, you know, you're not into Jordan like Nike sneakers, but like Jordan fives have three M, which is like the shiny reflective material on the tongue. And they said they put it that way because he sticks out his tongue when he dunks. So they wanted to actually reflect that when he's actually dunking with his shoes. And because when you're dunking, a lot of cameramen are always usually on the baseline. So when they take pictures, the flash will reflect on the shoes. Wow. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. It's the thought process. It doesn't happen like that anymore. Like even like the Jordan 11s, the reason why they cost so much is because they're carbon fiber in the shoes to for rigidity. Like, you don't have that level of... Or, like, Penny Hardaway and his phone posit. They cost so much because the shoe is supposed to motor your foot shape. So the more you play in it, 
the the polyurethane material in the shoe, the more you play in it, the more you get like a custom foot to the point that, hey, if somebody steals your shoes and tries to wear it, okay, have fun. You're not gonna have a comfortable experience. Hmm. So you know, you know. So it's just like, it's just one of those things. We just not there anymore. I'm very sure that like Damien Lillard shoes are really good. Adidas usually makes consistent pro- product compared to Nike because Nike's are literally like all over the place. I think it's more based on like they make sneakers based on their main guys versus like making a streamlined experience for everyone. But like it's we're just we're just at a point where like consumerism at its highest where people just don't want to like you don't want to make something overly sexy like something like the nike dunk that came back and then tell people yeah playing that but then you know the nike dunk is like a square shape it's not anatomical to your foot so why would you want to play in that it's just it's just a lot of things going into it but i'm sure it can happen i think it's just more of a cost you know it's more of a cost benefit type of thing like can you make something pretty that everybody can wear and then also have an enjoyable basketball experience. So with that being said, you talked about foam posits, which are the Penny Hardaways, of course. Talked about the foams, talked about the 11s. Kobe's are what, 220 now. The Kobe with the socks, the Kobe with the high Kobe with the socks. I think they were Kobe. Kobe 9 and high elite. I actually have Yes, them. yes. I had a pair of those. <laughs> I paid 350 for those, I think. Um, the Kobe threes, which you can really find, the Kobe Nike threes, the very a very rare Kobe. Saw those on StockX; they're like almost a thousand dollars. So, all of those sneakers are very expensive. What is the most expensive sneaker you've ever purchased? <laughs> the most expensive shoe I ever purchased. Um, the most expensive shoe I've ever purchased would have to be my Ra- my Rash Simmons Oswego twos. Oh wow! And how much you spend on those? Um, <laughs> Amber doesn't pull any punches. <laughs> I bought them. You know, lucky enough, I bought them on sale, so I okay. got two fifty. <laughs> but the retails think five hundred. Okay, okay, that's not um, bad. I don't think I've ever really, really gone crazy on retails. Like you, kind of just like. If you don't get the shoe, you're just like, okay, I tried, you know? Oh, really? You know, it's, I think it's because, like, I'm at this space in sneakerdom that's just like, you can't get them. Then you just either just got to get your money up and get the shoe you want, or you just got to let bygones be bygones. Now, I know people that are nuts. I know people who have gone bought Off-White. Jordan ones. I actually have a friend that mm. bought the Dior Jordan ones, mm. Mm. and he was lucky. He got. He was actually one of the people that got them in the, like legitimately retail. Oh my goodness! You know what? I'm done with the Nike sneaker app because <laughs> I, those those 11s dropped. They did a surprise drop of the 11s at seven o'clock, and I got on there. You know the bots get all the shoes anyway, so I just wanted to try my luck on the sneaker app. Sold out. Yeah, I go to StockX. I was like, I don't even want to know what they are on StockX because I know they're going to be ridiculous. <laughs> so that stock, if I can't get them from my plug, if I can't get them through the sneaker app, if I can't, if then I have to go to StockX. And then I say to myself, Amber, 
you know you're going to pay two three hundred over retail. The Jordan the Jordan ones, the originals on stock X are thirteen hundred dollars. The ones that are released in two thousand, I think I want to say fourteen or fifteen. They're thirteen hundred dollars in my size, literally. <laughs> and that's rent for some people. I mean, not New York. <laughs> you know, Look, everything's expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. And I'm like, dude, like, I really want the ones. Like, I really, really want those. Even though I sold all my Jordans, those are the one pair of Jordans that I want. The one pair. And I'm not spending $1,300 on a pair of shoes. It's <laughs> <laughs> not going to do it. Listen, I, I've heard, cra- I heard, I heard crazy. I know people who went nuts and bought a, the DMP pack, the, the one with the 11s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Concord 11s. And I forgot what the other shoe was next to it. Yeah, I know people who went nuts to do that. I know I used to have one friend that used to uh, he used to buy shoes off credit and just be like, I need this. And I used to just stare at him like, you know, you need to relax, my guy. Like, you know, you're, you're doing too much. <laughs> like, you know, but he kind of was like, he kind of was like, wait, come back. I need more stuff. That was basically his demo <laughs> oh, wow. to things. Wow. Wow. I'm going to click on record. Um, so, I mean, at least you know what you're going <laughs> to answer now, but I'm so sorry. Um, so three, two, one. So Zeke, you mentioned earlier that your friends have done a lot to try to get their, you know, favorite shoes or, you know, just to get a pair of sneakers in general. Uh, what has been the silliest thing that you've done to get a pair of sneakers? You know, it's the story that led up to it. My friend was willing to lock somebody out of our house to do it. <laughs> so, you know, what ended up, and it was over these uh, sport blue Jordan 6s, which are just like sixes with like a blue stripe where like a different color would be on the midsole. And um, him, he wanted a pair for himself and so was the other roommate, but then they wanted to get like two other pairs to resell. And I was telling them, I was like, I don't think this is going to move, man. He's like, this shoe hasn't re-released 23 years. It has to move. So we we go to the hood spot, and there was a lot of mean-mugging, dirty people from Philadelphia looking at us crazy, looking at us college students trying to get these shoes. And I accidentally cut one of them. And he was yelling at me like, Dave, what the hell are you doing? Get over here. So once we realized that it was probably going to be hard to get that, we went downtown into Center City to go buy these buy the shoes and we're it was, it was easy we got the we got the um what did they give us they gave us like um raffle tickets like they gave us tickets so you can go back the next week and go get them so come back home everybody's happy they're like yeah we're gonna sell these things but, all right sell them two weeks go by it's like man hey if you want these i'll give it to you 220 not on god's green earth a month goes by, yo, I'll give it to you for 180. I was like, get out of here with that. Then two months go by, it's like, I give it to you for 160. It's like, you can keep those bricks to yourself. <laughs> and he just stuck, you know, he just stuck in his room with like multiple pairs of these basic Jordans with a blue stripe. <laughs> and That's... realized he spent too much, he spent a useless amount of money on these things. <laughs> Um, it seems like he was a little bit salty about that. That salt went away when he ended up getting uh, 
the the slam dunk sixes, which are very rare, very rare, rare sixes. For someone who's just getting started, well, getting into sneakers and wearing them regularly, what three styles would you recommend and why? What they, what should they start with? And explain it like they're fifty one. <laughs> oh, for the. I'll go for the Nike Air Force One. That's the first one. Second, I'll go for the Chuck Taylor Converse. And the third one, I'll go for the Vans Old School. And why? Why those um, specific sneakers? Well, Air Force Ones, because they're beautiful, especially in all white. Just don't get them on black. If you get them on black, then, you know, we think you're up to no good. (laughs) (laughs) But... Um, they're very beautiful. They come in multiple styles. They're easy to get into. They're like $90. If you want rare colorways, there are so many of them and Air Force Ones would never go out of style. I think that's the thing that is, um, that's the common theme with all 3D shoes. They would never go out of style. It's the same thing with the Converse's. You can get them on low tops. You can get them on high tops, get them on mids, just like Air Force Ones. Cheap to start and you can like, get like limited edition colorways like the one I have like the common dick or song ones that are like 160 and you can you can feel good about yourself and flex on people and it's the same thing with the bands bands are indestructible they're basically cockroaches of sneakers they will <laughs> never die you can beat them up they match with anything and again they have a lot of collaborations where you can get like high fashion designer collabs and wear them and not feel like you need to buy that $1,000 resale off-white Jordan collab from somebody else or buy some Ambush collab or some other crazy collab that you can't afford. Mm, cool. Speaking of Converse's, what do you think about them getting back into the basketball shoe game? I mean, they got Draymond and a couple of other people. What do you think about that? I mean, I know they are with Nike, but they're still trying to do something different. Um, I love it. I mean, this is what Adidas should have did with Reebok, not taking all their patents and then making them a bastardization of themselves. I mean, I love it. Um, I will never forget when D-Wade had his own shoes with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people called them ugly, but I liked them. They were pretty decent. They didn't cost much. And quite frankly, more sneaker brands coming in makes it better for the market because then you can't have, you can't sell ridiculous priced products to people. Um, I remember, I don't know, I don't know if you remember, but like around like the 2012 or 2010s, it was like an actual basketball shoe was like $200. Like a LeBron shoe was $200 out the gate. And Nike's response was like, deal with it. Yeah. They didn't even want to make anything. It was until Adidas started to, you know, go out there and rework themselves. And then the splintering of James Harden and and Steph going to Adidas and Under Armour, that's what made sneakers like, there's so many of them that you have choices. And that Nike started to open up his game again and making good products. So yeah, I think Converse is good. And I'm specifically like the one that Shai Gilgis Alexander wears. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be like the Kobe, 11 but a takedown of it but just rebranded with converse's branding so i think if people can just get off the fact that it's converse and old people's shoes with tight shorts playing basketball i think it would be a good idea for people to pick them up 
How you feel about them possibly retroing the the grandmama shoes? You know, LJ shoes. Oh, Larry. Johnson. I think that'd be pretty dope. I love Larry Johnson. That was that was a man. That was a man amongst boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's good. Again, they they need to. You know, they really, really need to. I think the sneaker game misses that. I feel like what these brands have done is that Nike, well, not Converse, because Converse, well, Converse is a subsidiary of Nike now, but like Nike and Adidas and all these other companies, it feels as if they don't care to make silhouettes anymore. They just get your favorite star like in terms of like fashion or like musician and just say, Hey, put your names on this. And that our work is done. You know, it, it just feels almost like lazy. Like as much as I love Virgil from off white doing what he's doing with Nike is like, dang, you can't even let him design a brand new silhouette. Like, I mean, you know, he just did with the rubber dunks, but it took you three years to do that. <laughs> you know, like you, you really just deconstructed a Jordan one or just deconstruct any Jordan pair and then say, like, here. And that's that's all. Instead of making quality product for people to get. Like, you just care about making hype to generate sales or awareness of your brand rather than making better products for everybody to have. I love those suggestions that you gave because it looks like the – for, like, getting into it because it looks like they aren't, like, outrageously expensive. I went and – just Googled Jordan ones and I have, they look exactly like the very first pair of Nikes that I ever had, which was like way back in probably like 79 or 80. Like when I was like in um, grade school and they were like, I can't remember what stripe the original was, but they started coming out with different color stripes and like our minds were absolutely blown that you could have shoes and then you could like put a different color stripe. <laughs> so it's, it's funny to see it all come back again. Cause like back then we were just like, Oh my God, I can't believe you can do that. My, my very first Nikes were the Wally. We called them like the waffles. Cause they were made like they, they were, uh, the, the track shoes, you know, yeah. that look like they actually had waffle prints on the bottom of them. Cause that's what they look like. And like, we all had them in our little, like under nine year old races. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the Nike waffle racer? Yeah. 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 I think so. That's what we call them. They were like, they were like uh green with like a blue stripe, I think. Um, but then after that, then they made like a basketball shoe that was white and it had either like, I think it maybe had like a black stripe and then they introduced like a green and a red stripe. And we were like, oh my God, can you believe there are three different kinds? Were they dunks or airships? Oh, no, I don't know what, I don't even know if they had a name. This is like. talking about the Nike Blazer. I don't know. I don't know. This was before the Air Jordans. This is before Michael Jordan. This would have been like uh, late 70s. Because I also remember, because I grew up in Portland and um, I remember when when I was in high school, I was probably like a sophomore in high school and I was in this creative writing class and this guy came to our class and we all sat there and he turned out the lights and he brought in like the TV on the tray like they used to do like before <laughs> when they put this old TV on, they bring it in and he put in a tape and it was a tape and he was like, he was like an advertising agency guy and he was doing like a focus group, but he wasn't really telling us what he was doing. And he put in this tape and it was this picture with no sound. And all it was, was Michael Jordan in like 
this dark gym, like no sound and dunking. And he was like, what do you think? <laughs> and we were like, it seems really cool. And then he like played it again, only it was like slowed way down. And he was like, what do you think? And we were like, that was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, that was really a, I, that's a long time ago. But anyway, all this is to say, wasn't until recently that players were allowed to get a little bit more free with their choice of colors, like in their games. You know, they used to have to wear certain colors that match their uniforms, and then suddenly everybody could wear everything. What did you think about that move that the NBA made? Um, yeah, it's 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 way better because you know the NBA before used to be uh, a restrictive league. They once banned Michael Jordan for wearing his airships because they were all black and red and they didn't match the color standards of team colors. Uh, so like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's way, it's way better now, you know, for a long time. It's just not been now. I remember even as early as like 2005, people were doing, making rare, rare colorway sneakers. I will never forget when Gilbert arenas was, on Adidas and he was heating up for the Washington Wizards. He had these Gil Zeros and I think they were called the 90s babies. And they had all these eclectic patterns of all these 90s patterns on it. And they were gorgeous. I remember Trace McGrady had these colorway on the T-Max 6s that had like his face with a dollar bill, $100 bill on them. And that was for the All-Star game. That was like his All-Star, actually yeah, it was for the Las Vegas All-Star game. I know LeBron back in the day used to have like different type of uh, sneakers. Like he used to have Family Guy sneakers that he used to play in. You know, it's 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 been time to let them wear whatever. You know, some people can say that it doesn't look good with the jerseys, but you know, it's a symbiotic relationship. Nike places advertisement. Same thing for Adidas and Under Armour. So Nike should let the players go wherever they want and be product placement for the sneaker brands. I know. I love it when they wear like pink or fluorescent shoes because it makes it way easier to follow because I, my seats are always like in the top row. <laughs> so I, always, I definitely appreciate the brightly colored ones. Which shoe are you looking forward to releasing that has yet to be released? Might be a hard one because there are, you know, shoes come out so frequently. <laughs> Oh, wow. Um, I'll say, I'll narrow it down to a Jordan. Which Jordan do you want to see released that hasn't been released in a while? I'll say that. You know what? I already have the Jordan that I want. That is, it will release. Okay. But it's going to be very hard to get. Um, the Trophy Room Jordan 1. Oh. That is something okay. that looks gorgeous. I mean, the 23s are my favorite Jordan aesthetically. I think it's gorgeous, but I don't think it's something you put on your feet to go outside with or something to play basketball in. But those Jordan 1s look crazy. And as for, like, any other brand, like, just, like, in general, like, what's coming up, I really wanted the veneer dunks, but Nike, I, I, I honestly think that the Nike sneaker app is made as an enemy of progress to hate their consumers. <laughs> I don't think it's made mm -hmm. to actually make the consumers want to get rare stuff. It's just there for you to buy their basic stuff if you're pissed off that you missed out on the release you want initially wanted. Um, so, like, yeah, it, it forgot my password and 
forgot my debit card. I didn't get the shoes, but I do like the um, Cactus Plant Flea Market, Swarovski Crystal Jordan, um, not Jordan one, Dunks, the, the Nike Dunk Lows. Mm-hmm. I like the Pure Platinum Dunk Lows. That's pretty much it. My problem is, is that sometimes when it comes to sneakers, I, I, I like sneakers that are like archived rather than anything else. You know, sometimes a lot of new shoes don't really phase you unless they bring back something from like the vault. I know, I know mm-hmm. the, um, the one shoe that is crazy to me. I like the Flint sevens being rumored that they're coming back, but I don't know if the like, yeah, I'll go buy them. You know, my shoe, I, I want the Jordan ones, the originals. <laughs> if I can get those without being $1,300 to re-release those, I'll be a happy woman. I'll be You're right. Happy. The 85s. If they did bring, you know, they are saying they're going to bring back the 85 in the white and silver, the white and gray colorway. But is there going to yeah. be a chance for you getting them? Because if you don't get them, you're paying $700 on resale for that. So I don't Oof. know. Exactly. It, exactly. And for me, you know, I just really want the one pair. If I can get that one pair of shoes, that would be like a trophy case in my room. You know, <laughs> I got to get them. The, you, ladies, you know, you don't know much about shoes, but Jordan ones, you have to get them the right size because you don't want them to crease. So you have to get them to fit correctly. Okay, ladies, if you, you buy shoes, you don't want the crease in the toe because that's not a good look at all. You could be surprised. People want to beat up Jordan ones now. That's in, that's in vogue. People want to beat them up. Why? Why? Um, that's a beautiful shoe. You know what the problem is? It's because people hate the new Jordan ones. They want the 85s. They want the build of the 85, not the new okay. ones. So, they, want, they want more on want want them to be more authentic and and real yeah they want because the the 85s are more like they're higher they're higher they're like a the midsole is like a cup sole while like these new ones are kind of like new like the the retro highs they're like they're a little bit smaller and then before before they did the retro highs before like jordan brand sold back their share to nike they had the Jordan High, and it was awful. It was like a mid-top shoe. So, like, the Jordan ones from, like, the early 2000s, people were pretty much, like, you know, tossed them in the trash. And they're just like, yeah, give me either the new ones or even better, let me get the 85s. Oh, you don't make – you don't want to remake 85s? Okay, I'm going to go to the thrift store and find a beat-up pair of 85s and wear that instead. <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That breaks it's, my heart as a sneakerhead. It really breaks my heart. It's it, weird. I'll tell you, it's funny because now we're in this arc in fashion right now. We're in this archive phase where people are like, yeah, I don't like my Jordans unless it has the Nike logo in the back. So then people started looking for like the 85s or the 88 Jordan 3s. And then Nike kind of looked at us like, hey, they're buy- they're not buying our stuff. They're buying all this old junk for resale. We got to catch up. And mm. that's what's going on. But the problem is now, like, Nike has to go remake all their molds. Are they going to say that, oh, yeah, all of our stuff are bastardized? We have to make better product to make people happy and to make it cost more? Or are you just going to keep on doing what you're doing, but then make the better quality product and price it more? Wow. 
but then if you're like the the elitist people you know you're gonna go to like the 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 thrift store or you're gonna go to like a co-signment a consignment store that have the old beat up pairs and buy them and tell everybody look look the quality's better on this your quality's trash yours is made in vietnam mine is made in usa you know wow that's fascinating what have been your favorite pair of sneakers that were gifted to you <laughs> um can i really say gifted i feel like i i mean if your mom buys it for you, is it gifted <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a gift accounts parents Okay, um, my favorite sneakers I ever got from my mom, <laughs> I would say, is the Jordan 21. That thing is either it's between the Jordan 21 or the Jordan Dub Zero, Flint <laughs> Gray. Did you get them um, during the holidays you, or for your birthday? My birthday and the holidays co- uh, are around the same time. I was born on December 6th, and December is like a few weeks after. So, you know, I get, I'm get i lucky I get the two presents. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I would say it's between those two. I love the Jordan 21 because to me, yeah, people will say, yeah, they look, they you know, they're not like retros, but. There was, I don't know, for Jordan Head around that time before they completed the, like, 1 through 23, like, every Jordan was an event. Every Jordan was an event. It didn't matter. So it was just like, you must have it. So, yeah, I was very happy to get the 21. And the Dub Zero, was like, it was cool. It was a really cool shoe. People think it's trash now, but back in 2005, you would do anything <laughs> for those. My question is... Let's just say if one of these shoe companies, it could be Nike, UA, or Adidas, hired you to make a shoe, how, how would you go about the process? Describe your process in creating a shoe from the ground up. Um, I don't know. I feel like with Nike, Nike has pretty much done everything they can because they have brought in all these like, high fashion designers to you know, push an oomph on their product. So as much as I look at it and say, oh, yeah, um, I feel like they should do more with silhouettes, I can't really complain about what they've done. I, I guess it's more so that they need to, like, make it more widely available, at least, at, at least like, make a takedown model that's inspired that's widely available. Um, Jordan Brand and Adidas are my favorite two companies. So I guess I'll take Adidas because Adidas needs to help. Um I would like to take like what's on the feet you wear shoes, like on the old Kobe's, like the Kobe Crazy Eight, and kind of like make them a lower top, and um, just add some more modern tech to it, because I feel like Adidas has a and and and, and put some you know and put some like real cushioning in it not not adidas boost because i think adidas boost is a little bit too much Mm -hmm. um but uh i think yeah i would put light strike in the shoe and then put some overlays with you know put some leather overlays and put some like you know cloth prime material on it and you know make it nice I, i just think adidas just needs more creativity in their department they've been making a lot of bland but good shoes 
Well, Damian Lillard will respond to that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I hope he he deserves, I feel like a lot of those Adidas guys deserve better. They deserve better because they have good basketball shoes. They have very good basketball shoes. Like you can, you can literally buy their shoes as long as you know your Mm -hmm. size because Adidas has problems with like sizing. Mm -hmm. But if you know your size, you basically know what you're buying. You know, they're going to work. You don't have those problems. It's not like Nike where like, damn, I'm not that big. Should I buy these LeBrons? Or like, damn, should I buy these Paul George shoes? Because you saw what happened with um, in the NCAA game a few years ago when uh, Zion wore those Paul George 13s and they blew up in his face. Because, you know, they're like, okay, yeah, you need to wear Paul George shoes. We don't send Nike. We don't send Jordans here. No, we don't send LeBrons there. So you got to wear Paul George shoes. But mm-hmm. if you're Zion, Zion's a graceful athlete. He's probably saying, I don't want all this restrictive, big, bulky stuff. Even if I'm really big, I want to be lighter on my toes. Nike hasn't really found a way to like make the streamlined shoe for people, but like at least with Adidas they have, and at least with Under Armour you have Joel Embiid and Steph, so at least you can even mitigate it. And I heard the Joel Embiid's are really good for everybody. It's not just like a big man shoe. So hmm. I would say Adidas needs more on the creativity front. Nike needs more on being for everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I get to wrap us up here with the last question and it's going to be a quick one. So I've got my shopping cart open and I'm trying to decide <laughs> between Nike Air Force One low with a black uh, stripe or with a white stripe. Which one is cooler? We go white on white all day long. Okay. So how do you wear white shoes when it's raining all the time? You wear them with anything. Just don't wear them outside. Yeah, just, just wear them. Just wear them and pray. Okay. Yeah, the real thing you can do is buy crepe protect. Oh, yeah. I actually have that for my own shoes. Wow. Yeah, crepe protect. Yes. Yeah, the only thing is that you can't wear them the same day that you use the product. You need to give it at least 12 hours for it to air out. But other than that, they're really good. And it's like water protectant and all this other stuff. So, oh, COVID time seems like the perfect time for that. Then I can, them, <laughs> I can get them nice and cured before I put them on. Well, we want to thank you so much, Zeke, for joining us today. This has been really fun. Lots of good stories. And I know I've learned a lot. Um, and those of you who already knew about shoes, sounds like y'all had en- enjoyed your conversation. Uh, is there any social media you'd like to share um, for people who might want to engage with you about shoes um, or anything else? <laughs> yeah, um, my Twitter is MadeInHTX uh, underscore 91. You can follow me there. Thanks again, Zeke, for joining us on the show. You can follow him at MadeInHTX underscore 91 on Twitter. That's it for today's show. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as leave us a rating and review for our show. Go ahead and follow Step Back Sisterhood on Twitter at Step Back Sisters as well as follow each of us on there. Janelle is at Janelle12. Amber is at simplyme underscore AV. 
Tara is at TCB Biggs, and I'm at Brit Robotista. See you next time on Step Back Sisterhood.